Jake Milne, WIC. Bailey Midkiff, WIC. Excellent. Thank you both for joining me here today. We were just talking quickly about the nice weather that is approaching. You know, we've got, uh, well, for those folks listening, we're recording this right before Easter. So, you know what, guys? We should, we should probably wish everybody a happy Easter and a happy spring and everything. What do you think, huh, Jake? Are you, are you, are you up for that today? Friday. Absolutely. Amen. Happy Easter, everyone. Uh, too bad the uh, whole country shut down. But, uh, you know, it's, probably haven't seen anything like this since back in World War II, really. You're probably right on that. You know, and the thing that I talked about this morning on the Black Hills Radio, I do a weekly I do a weekly radio update with Black Hills Radio. It's got Newcastle and Gillette and uh, Belfouch involved with the radio stations. And we talked about how there's some communities actually having the conversation of whether police officers are going to break up Easter Sunday masses. And I thought I'd never thought I'd live in a world where we would be having that public discussion or not. Can you believe it? Hmm. I mean, I know he, I know the Catholic churches here in Casper. Uh, they're letting people come in, but it's all outside, and it's one family at a time going up to get communion. And uh, at least that's what I've been told is going on here. Yeah, it's it's different. You know, a lot of people are embracing the online side of things, of course. And there, I've seen some articles on how to worship on Sunday and. It's just it's it's just another sign of the times that we're going through. And you know, last time we spoke, uh, Bailey Midkiff, you were out there doing uh, outside sales calls. You know, you'd show up to somebody's office, and there'd be a sign up that says, you know, nobody's around today, appointment only, and everything. How about a little update from the outside sales world, if you wouldn't mind? Is that uh, still a thing, or is that kind of slowed down a little bit? I think it's grown a little bit. I have one to <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> right? I, I had one today where the individual I talked to yesterday, and mind you, so this was only a day ago, that, hey, you know, can I swing in? Is it appropriate? I, you know, I'm taking the precautions, and they were perfectly fine with this situation. I get there today, and the door was locked. I called, and they came to the door on the phone and said, hey, we just got a public announcement via email for the whole company that we can't take calls, even though it's been planned, they want us to avoid this unless it's of dire need. So they talked to me via phone as they stared at me through the glass window. So I mean, it's give and take. Boy, that's an interesting uh, story there, but that's really a sign of the times. I've got a few people that stopped by my my house. I've been, you know, pretty much self quarantined. Our state's on a on a uh, uh, stay-at-home quarantine until May. We just got reissued till May, actually, May 5th. And, um, well, you know, being a border state of North Dakota and all. And, uh, we, we, you know, we've got some some interesting things that have happened. I'm, I, put, I t- tested negative. You know, I went in for my, my cancer update, and they gave me a screening and this and that, and I didn't have any symptoms. And like I said, after they, they gave me a clean bill of health on my cancer, the doctor actually shook my hand. He was so confident that I didn't have COVID-19. So I've had a few people that have stopped by because they're just going stir crazy. And, I, you know, I, the reason I bring it up, Bailey and Jake, is I do want people to know that oil and gas is an essential business out there. And there are a lot of companies that are still taking meetings. And there are a lot of companies out there that are still okay with having a face-to-face, I'll even shake your hand type of a meeting. But then in the same time, 
They're aware of the public pressures. And if they got to turn on a dime, everybody's got to understand. And Bailey, your story illustrated that perfectly, how you showed up and you had to make a, you had to pull an audible, man. You had to be a Tom Brady and pull an audible right at the line of scrimmage. I did. And you know what? It wasn't so bad. It was kind of amusing. You know, it's not every day you get those opportunities. So it'll be a cool story for the future. But the only thing that I find utterly most surprising right now with all those is my email blowing up with uh, stuff postponed. And I mean, so far out. And I mean, I challenge you with this, Jason. What's so weird to me, and you know, like a shout out to, you know, uh, Kit and Austin Jennings, they had to postpone the Energy Expo. And I found that really surprising because it's really far out. So, I mean, we're really looking at this from a long-term point of view versus just a month from now, it's going to be normal. Jake, how about you? Go ahead. How about you at your workplace? You know, you're a guy who takes meetings. You're in charge of expanding the, the, the company's dream and goal, keeping an eye on the day-to-day operations, but at the same time, making sure that when Bailey's out there putting business on the books, you got to make sure you guys can deliver. How are you guys doing at the home office? We're doing all right. It's uh, It's been up and down, comes and goes. It's like, uh, seeing, just like you said, project cancellations and and delays but we're still seeing bids come in so that's good uh, and on the note of uh the expo getting pushed back and and the long term of it they're even talking about uh increasing the absentee ballots in wyoming and that's uh that it doesn't come until election when uh, the election's not till the 8th of august i believe and uh so they're talking about making changes there and uh, a lot of vendors and, and um, clients are still sending out notices. This is our new deal. Uh, you got to fill out this questionnaire before you come to our location, send it into safety. Um, and then uh, ISN and those other uh, third parties, they're requiring us to uh, create new uh, COVID-19 procedures. And it's a, uh, it's it's still very loud and out there. That's for dang sure. Well, that's the one thing I've noticed more than anything is that nobody has any answers. And yesterday, again, we're recording this right right before, you know, basically it's Good Friday, so right before Easter Sunday. Uh, yesterday was the OPEC Plus, and then I realized there's an OPEC Plus Plus now. I mean, I, I, I didn't even realize there was an OPEC Plus. And then they pull out the OPEC Plus Plus. So that was confusing. But then all of a sudden... You know, they have this big meeting and there was a lot of positivity, but at the end, everybody says, but we still got to read it and make sure they follow the schedule. So we're not really sure. So we've got uncertainty there. Nobody really understands the COVID-19 uncertainty. I'm supposed to MC the Bach and barbecue. That's still on in the first part of June. But as you mentioned, you know, Austin and Kit Jennings, who have been doing the Energy Expo for 20 some years, they've already pushed it back to September. Major League Baseball, NFL, National Basketball League. I think a lot of people are kind of taking taking uh, cues from that and then kind of going backwards. And that's why I was pretty happy the Bakken Barbecue is like, you know, we're going to remain positive till the last very second, you know, type thing. But even, even she's starting to feel the pressure there a little bit. And it's still months away. That's the thing that's so crazy about this is we're still months away from things. So... Uh, it's an interesting dynamic. The only reason I bring it up is because I just I, I just want to ta- have people just take a step back and stay calm because, you know, the leaders right now, like, you know, say Trump, for example, to bring in Donald Trump with the OPEC stuff. 
he doesn't even really have the answers yet. He's trying to just say, let's get back to work by Easter. And then he comes back, let's get back to work by May 1st. So he's, you know, he, he wants to get things moving. But at the same time, he understands this is bigger than me even. You guys know what I mean by that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, it's everything's changing every day, ain't it? You know, they, the formulas and the charts that they're bringing out, they change from day to day. I don't think anyone really knows what's going to happen. We're just, it's kind of a wait and see type deal. But, uh, you know, all in all, um, it seems, in my opinion, I think that the, uh, the curve's starting to flatten and it's going to be up to the states to decide what they're going to do. I mean, we can't have Big Brother telling us how to how to do everything and, and every state's going to be different. But, uh, you know, I, Wyoming's been fortunate. We haven't had any deaths yet. And uh, Oh, for real? I, I, have a feeling, I, I have a feeling we're the only state that hasn't. And uh, I have a feeling that things are going to get back to normal quicker here. But, you know, you also got to think we're the least populated state and uh, people are social distancing here for hundred years now. So, <laughs> well, and, and what, one of the things also I, I want to make sure that people understand is just because we're, we're having a conversation about getting back to work doesn't mean that we're being callous or we're being, you know, uh, ins- insensitive to the, to the people that are affected by this because no, we're not. In fact, the thing that I really want to make sure people understand is the oil and gas industry is needed now more than ever, more than ever. I see, I see these headlines about Tesla and Elon Musk about these ventilators, and I get a little bit upset. In fact, I get a little bit insulted. I don't come, listen, I, I don't have an oil and gas background. I've only been in this for like 10 years now, and I fell in love with the capitalism behind oil and gas. I fell in love with the innovation behind oil and gas. I fell in love with the community building behind oil and gas. So when I see them get picked on like the modern day lepers when they're out saving lives every day. I'm a little insulted, to be honest. I'm a little insulted. And so I'd like to take this opportunity, if you guys wouldn't mind, to kind of talk a little bit about how oil and gas is really helping and healing in the COVID-19 fight and the coronavirus epidemic. Because from the if Elon Musk is getting getting credit in the headlines for ventilators, that's insulting. If do you, do you guys know what I mean by that? Because I really believe that now is the time when, when us as an industry should step up and say, we are really essential. We are so essential that the governor of Colorado, who declared a war on oil and gas, now has to admit that we are an essential business. Whether it's the diesel that we put in the trucks to get you the vaccines that you need, or whether it's the power that generates the ventilator, or maybe it's even what your mask is made out of. So there's a lot of different things. Uh, Jake, I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'll start with you and ask you, have you thought about how much of an impact the oil and gas industry has had on the COVID-19 uh, epidemic? Well, it's more than just helping and healing with it. It's, uh, you know, it's an industry that because of the OPEC issues, we're brought to our knees and we're still out there working every day. Um, you know, I've said it a hundred times when it comes to the energy sector, you're not going to find a better safety conscious industry, uh, where, whether you're a refiner, a pipeline crew, anywhere you're at in this industry, you know, we're paying close attention to it and, and setting up the procedures to make sure that we can flatten the curve. You know, we don't want the spread and we don't want our people getting sick. They're, they're our greatest resources and, and, uh, we do what we can to protect them. Um, I think just by getting a, a look at that, I think a lot of other industries could uh, 
benefit off of looking at what we've done through this when they start getting back to work because it's going to be a there's going to be new norms uh when someone's sick because this COVID 19 ain't going away you know it's it's this ain't going to be the last year that people get sick by it it's going to come back it's just how are we going to protect ourselves against it and there's going to be new norms in the safety world for example one thing that we're doing is putting uh making it a requirement that all of our mobile shops and trucks and offices all have uh, hand wash stations and hand sanitizer and all that stuff and, and going through the procedures making sure that people aren't coming to work sick red and everything so that's my biggest take on it is just how the, on the safety side of things people could really look at our industry and see what we're doing to to take care of one another in the community Bailey, Bailey, let's transition to you for a second. I know we, we talked about this before in a previous conversation, but you're out there experiencing a different world than, than Jake is. And you you might be hearing some different things from some different people as well. Have you thought about that and the different ways that the oil and gas industry is healing and helping in the COVID-19 epidemic? I have. And I mean, let's look at it this way. Wyoming has 240 confirmed cases. I think probable case was like 82 and recovered patients was like 81. Now, with all that being said, I did see a company, you know, local to Wyoming that were developing masks and making them because they had the people and capacity to do so. And they stressed, you know, how they were helping oil and gas and why, you know, every little material being put into these items was utilized but then I think it, we got to ensure that it's humbling, too, because then the next day they were blasting how they were selling these items. I think I think it's a double-edged sword because, like we talked about previously, I think besides, like, toilet paper and some food items like fruit, vegetables, etc., most everything has petroleum products in it. So people, I think, are really starting to see that with the utilization of social media and, like, the Colorado conversation, the attacks they've had, they're like, oh, wow, you know, maybe we should take a step back and see how much involvement they have. I think 90% of social media posts that show how involved petroleum is with everything going on with the, the COVID-19 epidemic are based off of the products and oil and gas specifying how they're involved with the development of those. You know what? I think that we're going to see a revolution once things get back to normal. Um, I think we're going to start seeing a lot of this manufacturing come back. Just, you know, we it, it's been proven time and time again that we can do it. Getting that, sending it all out overseas, I think it's all going to come back because we've got mom and pops putting things together. Uh, I today I bought some hand sanitizer at the truck stop, and it's in a a bottle like those five hour energy bottles. These the American companies are great, and the American people are great, and. I think it's going to end up being beneficial and horrible that people have died and that people have gotten sick. But I think we're going to see an American revolution here with uh, the manufacturing industry. And, and I think that's going to do nothing but help our industry. It's going to be interesting to see what the new normal is going to be because the pullback has been so extreme that they almost can roll out a lot of different plans and, you know, to where we've already seen uh, some senators in Congress put a halt on, the Democrats who have openly said, let's take advantage of this to roll out our new deal and different things like that. And it's it's really too bad when they start playing politics on something like this, because at the end of the day, 
The oil and gas industry is still the only industry that's added jobs over the last decade. And that's the one thing that it's, it's, it's very difficult to have a conversation about oil and gas these days without somebody automatically putting it into the political world. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have the, the um, conversation about how the oil and gas industry is really healing and helping the fight for COVID-19. I mean, here you got Bailey going out there doing his part. He shows up to a meeting and he's got he's to uh, participate in a meeting like he's a prisoner at the local local jail through the glass. And, you know, you get, did you have to pick up the phone, Bailey, and talk through that too? I mean, it's just kind of, but it's the, it's the way things are, you know, and we're okay with it. And we can joke and we can laugh about it because we're trying to look at the bigger picture here. And to me, the bigger picture still involves oil and gas. And I understand that there was a lot of pork put in the recent bailout, um, whatever that was, the CARES Act, that really took care of wind and solar. Okay, I mean, it really did. In fact, I just saw a headline yesterday that talks about, oh, oil and gas is tanking while wind and solar are taking off. Well, that's just so unfair. And that's just not even a correct narrative. And in fact, how is wind and solar already getting the money before the American people? This is not right on so many different levels. But the big picture is that you can't do any of it without oil and gas. So as much as they demonize oil and gas, it's still, what, 92 to 96% of our daily lives, from our toothpaste to our toothbrush to the cars we drive. I don't see that that. reducing down to less than 40 or 50% in our lifetime. So I still think oil and gas is going to be around for a long time, guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's... uh... You know, and it shows how strong our industry is because we don't get those special subsidies that the wind and solar get, you know, and and we continue to fight through it. It, We'd be a lot further ahead if we did. And if there is some out there, I I don't know very little about them. So, no, in fact, a lot of the um, it's kind of interesting because a lot of the subsidies that are supposed to go to small businesses like oil and gas people are actually going to the restaurants first. So even even the, the the demonizing that oil and gas was finally going to get subsidized, well, that's turning out not even to be true because a lot of that small business uh, b- uh, bailout money, there isn't enough and it's not even going to trickle down to them. So it's, it's, it's very interesting how this is all playing out. But I do see the oil and gas industry making it through this. And actually, what's, what's going to be great about this, guys, is we are going to be more efficient we are going to be stronger and it is going to be a different industry and that's okay because that needed to happen you know i went through it with the media i mean jeepers creepers you know you had a you had newspapers that had a hundred year monopoly in a town the internet comes around and in 10 years they're filing bankruptcy that's a paradigm shift guys and i've been through that before and you know, look at the media they're still working through it but at the end of the day they can get information out there faster still and that's all they're trying to do. And so in oil and gas, they're still going to try to pump and create products and let the marketplace decide. That's what I love about oil and gas. They let the marketplace decide and they build communities. And I just don't see that going away. Even, even as, as many Greta Thunbergs as they can throw at everybody, they, I still don't see that community spirit and brotherhood and em- empowerment going away. The, the judgment stuff, that... That only lasts so long. So sorry, guys. I just had to opinionate myself. I had to opine before before reflecting over this Easter weekend. 
Touche, Jason. Touche. So anyway, so I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that as we kind of conclude down here a little bit. Uh, Jake, just talk about what's next for you guys, who you guys are looking for, for partnering with. And then uh, Bailey, we'll let you give yourself a plug in case anybody wants to get some business on the books type of a thing. But uh, Jake, what are you guys looking for? What's uh, kind of, you know, your next step? Well, we're uh, we're looking at, we'll look at all the projects, really. Uh, it's, it's nice to pick and choose the ones we want to go after. We're, we're definitely chasing gas plants big time. Uh, we're, uh, while we're on the subject, I uh, heard that the uh, XL pipeline's finally going to come across the border. Canada approved it up there. Um, so that, that's a good one. There's And then uh, something that we were looking at today, Bailey and I were talking about, that the uh, that large discovery up in Alaska, right next to the pipeline, they're saying that uh, after it's refined, it's going to be over 500 billion barrels of oil. Uh, th- there's a lot of exciting stuff still happening out there, and, and we're keeping our ears to the ground. How about you, Bailey? Go ahead and give yourself a plug for people in case they want to you know, have you come by and do one of those between-the-glass meetings. You know, I mean, if you want, in the words of Jason and Tom Brady, that you can at least, you know, have a face with in a conversation to talk insulation, scaffolding, heat trays, abuses abatement, painting and coating, maintenance, all the jazz, I'm going to make time. But other than that, he's right. You know, we just we just want to build partnerships with the right people, the ones out there that uh, really want to get stuff done properly. You know, safety, quality, productivity being the main thing. And that's it. We want to align ourselves with have- with uh, people and, and companies and organizations that have the same ideals and, and values that we do when it comes to the effort we put into our projects. 